Welcome to Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth, the podcast of Plymouth United Church of Christ. I am Pastor David, and on behalf of the members of this congregation, thank you very much for joining us. May God bless you through these words, and may you know God's love through them. Now, the podcast. Our gospel lesson is from John chapter 3. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him may not perish, but may have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Those who believe in him are not condemned, but those who do not believe are condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For all who do evil hate the light and do not come to the light, so that their deeds may not be exposed. But those who do what is true come to the light, so that it, so that it may clearly be seen that their deeds have been done in God. I've kept this sermon kind of short since I'm not sure how much coughing there may be and not sure how coherent it is when written after drinking a lot of NyQuil. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. But this, uh, this passage from John, this is certainly a very famous passage, especially John 3.16. I don't know if you remember back in, it uh, seemed like in the 90s, 80s, something. It's like every every sports game and anything that was on TV, there was always someone with a big sign that said John 3.16. There was someone holding that verse. It's a very famous, very famous passage out of Scripture. And I think it's also often misunderstood. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him may not perish but have eternal life. I think a, a point of misunderstanding is to take this verse kind of all by itself, which is always problematic uh, when reading the Bible, to just take a verse out of context and not talk about how it interacts with the verses around it. And, and at least the way I hear this spun sometimes is to take this verse out of context and sort of rewrite it so that it ends with, so that all who don't believe in him will be eternally punished. That seems to be the flip side of how this verse gets read. And I don't think it's not talking about you know, eternal punishment so much here. Uh, it's not a heaven and a hell thing. For John, for the writer of this gospel, it's all, it's very imminent. It's in the here and in the now. It's not a heaven and a hell thing, a future thing, a reward or a punishment off in the future, but it's something that's right now. And for John, the way that John uses the word believe is not simply as a, an intellectual act. 
It's not simply agreeing to a set of propositions, of intellectual propositions. For John, to believe is to obey. It's an action. And so the opposite of belief, the opposite of belief is not unbelief, but the opposite is disobedience. To not live the way that Jesus wants us to live. To believe is to live how Jesus would have us live. Not just to adhere or agree to some uh, set of propositions. And so for John, the reward and the punishment are in the present moment. It's not a future reward or punishment. It's something that happens right now. And so if one believes, if one obeys, if one lives the way that Jesus asks us to live and showed us how to live, then the reward is right now because we're living in relation with God. We're living the way that God would have us live. And to disobey is to be condemned already, not punishment in hell or eternal damnation, but to be condemned kind of in the moment because it's not living with God. It's to live separated from God, which is its own kind of punishment. To not be obeying God's way is to live separated from God, detached from God, not living the fullness of life that God designed us for. To obey Jesus is to live the way of eternal life, which in, in John's gospel is kind of his way of saying the kingdom of God or the realm of God, the kingdom of heaven, some of those uh, terms that we've talked about the last few years. To obey, to obey Jesus is to live in eternal life or to, get, to live in the way of God's realm, to live the way that God would have us live. And when I think of believing as a, a set of propositions, which I can often get reduced down to just a set of propositions, and often when it does get reduced to these things, certain things that must be believed, the virgin birth, crucifixion, being raised from the dead, the Trinity. Um, I see in these kind of a, a self, I don't know, a self-focused way of, of living in the world. A self-focused way that it's all about, about whether or not I believe the right thing so that I then uh, have my salvation. I believe these things so that I can go to heaven without any regard to neighbor other than maybe to get them to believe the same way that you do. But belief as an action to obey Jesus is very different. It's very, very different. It's not a self-centered way of living, but an outward-focused way of, of hospitality and love and compassion to live the way that Jesus did, to live for others on behalf of the others. Belief as action to obey Jesus is to do what Jesus would have us do. And to do so also in the confidence that, as the scripture also says, you know, that God doesn't want to condemn the world. God wants to save the world and God so loved the world and therefore loves all of us and so we can follow in, in Jesus' way and not have to worry about being perfect at it 
or of losing our eternal future if we make a mistake. Yeah, we don't. Uh, but to trust in God's grace, that God always loves us, that God picks us up whenever we make mistakes, whenever we fail, especially if we're failing uh, on the side of love, the side of generosity, the side of grace. I had a meeting with some clergy on Friday, part of my communities of practice. I meet with some of the other UCC clergy in the area, and we just talk about church and, uh, and faith and all this good stuff. And we got to kind of talking about this, and, and we all thought, you know, in the end, if God's, going to, if God's going to sort of be disappointed in us for making mistakes, let it be because we were too loving or too generous or show too much hospitality, not, uh, not the other way. So we can trust in God's grace to live the way that Jesus would have us and trust in God's grace. Not worry about our future salvation, but to offer salvation in the here and now to ourselves and to those who are around us, to live Jesus' way of love, to go into the brokenness of the world, to not be afraid of it to go into the dark places. Jesus is the light of the world. We can bring Jesus in to the dark places of the world, not to condemn it, but to lift it up, to bring compassion, mercy, love, and hope. And to do so understanding that we're all broken in one way or another. For Lent on the table here, I've put some broken pottery on here to, to remind us that we are all somewhere in our lives in one way or another. We're all broken, but all loved, all still part of the community of God. We're all broken in one way or another. And we're here to journey with one another in that brokenness and to help relieve some of the suffering from that, that brokenness, not to judge it or condemn it, but simply to embrace it, to bring healing and love. You know, God's love, God's grace is about life. Jesus is the Lord of life. God's love, God's grace is about life in the here and now, and we're loved despite our brokenness, despite our mistakes, or even maybe because of them. God knows this is who we are. And God sent Jesus to show us that to say, I love you anyway. I know this is who you are, and I love you. Don't worry about it. Don't be afraid. We're asked only to be obedient, not to be perfect, simply to live the way that Jesus would have us live. And so in the rest of this Lenten season, I ask that you trust. Trust in that grace. Trust in God's grace as we all strive to be obedient and to live in accordance with the way that Jesus would have us live. Amen. And that is the good news for this day and for all days. Thank you again for listening to the Sermons and Sounds of Plymouth podcast. If you are in the Eau Claire area, we especially invite you to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m., and I invite you also to check out our website at pcucc.com for upcoming events and special worship services. From Plymouth United Church of Christ, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, 
This is Pastor David. Thank you for spending this time with us. May God bless you.